This is Frank Dominguez for WDAV's Piedmont Arts. For more than 20 years, the Sphinx organization has been dedicated to the development of young African-American and Latinx musicians. The annual Sphinx competition recognizes rising young classical musicians of color, and the Sphinx Virtuosi is a chamber orchestra that features recent contestants. The ensemble is performing on Tuesday, October 1st at 7.30 p.m. in Watson Hall at UNC School of the Arts in Winston-Salem. Speaking to me by telephone is the group's artistic director. Afa Dworkin, welcome, and thanks for speaking with me. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Before we talk about the program you're performing in Winston-Salem, tell me a little bit about the Sphinx organization. We have more than 700 alumni who are performing professionally. They have gone on to matriculate in, in, in all of the top conservatories, not only across the country, but across the world. We have a partnership with about 50 orchestras who provide directly performance and training opportunities, as well as a partnership with more than um, 20 conservatories and music schools across the country who are all looking at this issue with us. So ultimately, um, the transformational work that's done by many partners, as well as Sphinx's programming directly, is still very much needed, but we've come a long way as well, and there's much to celebrate. It sounds like you do so much more than the competition, which is what I think uh, most people are familiar with. Uh, but obviously, it takes a lot more than just uh, uh, an event once a year to address the issue. Yes, competition is definitely the first program uh, that, that we that we put together in back in 1998. However, throughout the year, we reach more than 10,000 people through all of our programming. And our programming does range from educational year-round initiatives as well as four different summer program intensives, which really address um, that training and exposure and participatory piece for young people. Um, we run a global convening annually that attracts nearly 1,000 people from across the globe, uh, who all come together in everything from roundtables to performances and sessions and conversations about issues surrounding diversity, um, as well as most recently, we have really invested our, our time and resources into the leadership development from the administrative side as well as the entrepreneurship side. So yes, there's much more than the competition to Sphinx, and the breadth of that is something that's very exciting because it constantly shows us that there's such a great deal of talent and need and really not enough hours in a day to do it all. But it, it really wouldn't be possible to do this work without, you know, the involvement of our partners. And that's that's significant. I would say that's what's really encouraging as compared to early days when Sphinx was just originally founded. You've demonstrated uh, that there's a demand and a need for this work, but I wonder if you could articulate some of the obstacles young Black and Latinx classical musicians still face. So, of course, those are complex. There is the historical setting and the past that's, that's rather complicated. Um, today, I think some of our young artists, you know, they face issues ranging from simply access because it is not inexpensive to study an instrument and be exposed to really excellent training, which is what's really necessary at an early age. Beyond that, as, as these young people develop and excel on their instruments, there's, of course, the basic obstacles that relate to, um, you know, implicit and explicit bias that still is present in our society. It's not really specific only to our, our sector, our field, but it absolutely exists. So what I've been impressed with, though, however, is this commitment to excellence that we constantly 
see our young people exhibit. They work very hard, they're extremely dedicated, and the level of talent is boundless. So what I think is ultimately encouraging is that the field has begun to embrace um, this need to really equalize and provide opportunities and exposure. So while the obstacles are still there, I think it's it's admirable to have watched our young artists face them and really rise to the occasion. It's easy to understand how the artists that you've supported benefit from the Sphinx organization, but why do you think it's important for classical music audiences and the field in general to develop and encourage classical musicians of color? For the field itself, what I think is the reality that we sometimes overlook is that if we fail to include, we then fail to um, essentially be relevant. And if we fail to be relevant, it is all for naught, and eventually we become extinct. So for the field to be representative, um, I think it's it's essentially a ticket not only to survival, but for the field to thrive. Um, There is such a great deal of talent and a variety of perspectives that is inherent in simply diversifying what we do and how we do it in our membership. So as, you know, concert halls across the world struggle with audience development and concerns with sustainability and what comes next, I think it's just really essential to turn inward and see exactly the wealth that we have in our communities and and figure out ways to engage our community by by you know committing ourselves to diversity not only on the stage but also backstage and also in our concert halls that is only possible through inclusion not only inclusion of how we program but who we choose to feature and and I've seen it time and time again you know there in the early days of Sphinx um, there was a belief that the talent isn't out there or it's not as numerous and perhaps we'll struggle with having annual tours for the Sphinx virtuosi and annual competitions for the for the young people. But but the truth can be farther in that in that in fact what has happened is that there's plenty of talent every year, but there is a great deal of demand for the Sphinx Virtuosi and for the competition. We're constantly meeting new cadre of young musicians of whom we didn't even know, even through our own network and pipeline. And they're talented, prepared, poised, etc. So there's definitely not a shortage um, of opportunity in terms of engaging well-trained and well-poised and and extremely talented and, um, you know, promising musicians. So the cadre is there, but it's essential because for classical music to to thrive and survive, we do need to include. Um, It's as simple as that. Our art form is for the better if we are inclusive. And for the audiences, I think it is not only eye-opening, but also enriching in that we're used to certain classics and the canon has stayed the same for centuries. However, there's been a new wave, I think, of, of dedication to discovery of works by composers of color which have been buried or neglected. Um, and we see that time and time again. It's really encouraging to see that the, the concert seasons are changing. But also there's a great deal of young talent by composers who are living and creating today. Uh, you know, Sphinx is commissioning several works each year by composers of color, and there's constantly more and more of those gems coming up and, and folks ready to create. So I think it, it's an exciting time to be do, doing this work, and it's particularly to, exciting to see the field 
um, show real interest and initiative in this area. It's very encouraging what you report, and I don't want to lose track of the fact that you're also performing here in Winston-Salem. So I'd like to ask you to tell me about the program that you're performing at Watson Hall on October 1st. So we're excited every year to put together a program for the Virtuosi. It's 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 a creative collaborative process where... I work on kind of a theme, and then uh, the principal musicians of the ensemble provide their input and contribute to the final architecture of the program. This year's theme is for justice and peace. We often, our music is often infused with with themes and issues that um, are relevant to particularly communities of color, communities from which we come and communities for whom we perform. So, of course, issues surrounding the justice system are ever relevant, not only historically, but today as well. In many ways, this theme explores what justice and peace has meant for composers throughout history, not just limited to composers of color. We have everything from peculiar stories from Schubert's life of of defying authority and kind of describing what it means to him through his music to looking at composers like Michael Abels, who wrote a work in the 90s called Global Warming, where he was really sharing through his art and through his music his outlook on on hope and what he thought global relations represent, represented then, in addition to kind of looking at the planet itself and surrounding uh, issues surrounding the traditional definition of global warming. And then finally, we're really excited to bring forward a brand new composition by a young emerging composer, Xavier Foley, who is virtuoso bassist and a graduate of Curtis Institute of Music, who is also just a beautiful writer. So he wrote the, the main featured work, which is essentially a concerto grosso for violin and double bass with string orchestra. And there he really goes in depth of exploring what, in his mind, both justice and the peace that we hope to attain means to him and what he hopes it will mean to the audiences. So it's a very eclectic program, of course, charged with social issues, so that in the hopes that it will resonate with various audiences and that everyone walks away with sort of an aspect or a piece of what they think is meaningful. Finally, I want to ask you about what you personally find most gratifying about the performances of the Sphinx Virtuosi. For me, probably the most gratifying piece is watching the musicians communicate with the audiences and time and time again change minds and thoughts. I think in many ways, as successful as the ensemble is, it's defying stereotypes. It's constantly educating and uplifting audiences. And I think watching lives and minds transformed as they perform through the reaction of audiences, particularly the youngest So watching young people in the audience interact and react to the music delivered on stage is probably the most gratifying piece. My guest has been Afa Dworkin, Artistic Director of the Sphinx Virtuosi. They perform on Tuesday, October 1st at 7.30 p.m. in Watson Hall at UNC School of the Arts in Winston-Salem. And there's a link to more information about the concert at the Piedmont Arts page at WDAV.org. Afa Dworkin, thank you so much for speaking with me. It's a pleasure. Thank you. For WDAV's Piedmont Arts, I'm Frank Dominguez.